Welcome back to Behind Our Door Mini. Welcome, you guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello there. What's happening today? Today we're looking at social media. We're going to look at, um, yeah, a interesting topic. Interesting always, topic. Always a, you know, pros and cons. I, I can say for one, I'm not involved in social media. <laughs> These two know I'm like they. I'm getting I'm like, better at it. Not the anti, I'm but I'm just trying uninvolved. to get worse at it. I need to spend some <laughs> less time on the old social media. Um, but today we're looking specifically at the role of uh, social media and, uh, you know, self help. Yeah, so mental health, self help, and kind of how all those things intersect. And I'll tell you, as somebody who is, uh, is pretty active on social media and especially with the running our social media and more and more things are showing up in my algorithm about mental health. Oh, interesting. Um, you'll see. There's the beautiful uh, side of it where it spreads awareness. It's everybody's kind of getting more in touch with, um, you know, they're getting rid of the stigma around mental health. Yeah. And that's our mission statement, right? That's a, right. We're, yeah. we're part of mental health on social media. And, and I want us to be a force for good for that. Yes. Um, but the other side is uh, a lot of folks um, are self-diagnosing and feeling like they are <laughs> they can go to Dr. Google Instead yeah, of going which to the real which is always doctor. like dangerous with any medical condition, but uh, people tell their stories and you know, overshare is insulting to the people that are really opening up. Which is you right. know, it's great when people have the wherewithal to share their story, but sometimes you don't know how someone's going to take some of this and analyze themselves and really, uh, you know, go into a dark place. Right, and there's also. Um, like there's a difference, I think, between a support community and a support group where you can share uh, experiences and so like uplift mm-hmm. one another. And then there's the other side of the Internet um, that I find, especially on TikTok and with younger people where they glorify um, kind of these uh, conditions that it's almost like you're in with the in crowd if you if you have depression or anxiety or something. Oh, that's like interesting. That. See, I'm not on TikTok, so that part I wouldn't know, but I could see that. Now you're part of the popular crew. Like it's cool. To, it's like a buzzword. Cool exactly. to say it. It's cool to say that's it. That's kind of scary. Yeah, that's re- definitely scary. See, I always worry about the people on social media who are pretending to be experts who have no expertise. Like oh where, how do you, how do you validate? How do you verify somebody's legit or not? You legit? can't, right? I mean, you just, they, anyone can, well, can you, get on you, to these sites, I mean, you right? Could, anybody you can. <laughs> there are a lot of people who get the blue check marks and, you know, and, and uh, so a blue check mark would be like, you're verified by Twitter or Instagram or something. Oh, I did not that, know that. That you're a real doctor or you're a real actor or a celebrity rapper, whatever, right? You're someone of, of real It's caliber. literally a blue check mark? It's a blue check mark next to your name. And uh, basically you have to submit your credentials, uh, your credentials oh. to uh, the website, right? And... Um, I don't know what it's like when it comes to doctors and that. I know that it's definitely like if you're a celebrity or if you're an actor, you have to have like uh, X number of credits on IMDb and a bunch of articles written about you and X, Y, Z so that you can get this accreditation. Right. Um, So I would imagine that if you're a doctor something similar, right, you have to have things uh, published. So that's cool. But the other thing is that if you just get popular and right. people are just, you know, right. blowing you up, then all of a sudden you're this mental health guru and you've never opened a book. <laughs> well, that's exactly my point. People get so popular that other people are taking their word as fact. And when in 
it's not fact at all. Right. And I see that. I don't know about you. Well, Nancy, you're not really on social media, but I see that in a lot of support groups that, you know, I know parent, listen, as parents, we want to help other parents. And, but some of the things that they're stating are, are not true. And not that I'm a clinician, but you know, just the experiences I've had, I'm, you know, and then I'm like, what do I do? Go on social media and blast this person? Like, Hey, what you're saying is not factual. And it's a hard, it is dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it influences how someone's going to raise their child or get them help or someone themselves get medication. They talk about medication that frightens me. Right. Something like medication talked about in support groups is against the whole in any, any organization is usually against the, you know, a peer led support groups is against the rules, but there's no rules on Facebook. That's really, or next thing you know, you're in a troll battle, you know, back and forth with somebody. I mean, I just try to remind people like, you know, never take anything on social media for fact, please seek clinical, you know, advice. Do you write that? Do you actually write that? I really do. Because, you you know, I, I just think about when I started this journey with my kid, right? How overwhelmed I was. And I think I would have believed anything anybody would have said because I wanted help so badly. And that's the comes to the issue around accessibility of information of yeah. so many people, they want to go to the doctor and they can't get there. So they go to social media um, because that's the only thing that's at hand for them. And it, I think that these social media companies have a responsibility to do a better Agreed. job of moderating these conversations and these, um, you know, they can flag particular words, they can flag, you mm-hmm. know, uh, particular groups and they're, these companies like Apple and, uh, you know, Meta and all of TikTok uh, have more money and holdings than, you know, uh, th- these are some of the richest companies in the entirety of the world. You think that they can allocate, you know, a few million dollars to hire um, some moderators. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, so. it's scary, especially because our younger generation is so much more involved in this, even than you were. And you're not right. even that old. And right. and you hear it now they're trying to regulate the hours kids would be able to listen to, you know, like something like TikTok. They're to, trying to, be to limit. It. I mean, to me, I feel usage. like usage isn't really the problem is what we're saying. I mean, anyone can really access anything. It's re- content, which is really. <clears throat> it's both. It's, it's both. Um, I mean, I think those are two separate conversations, one about usage and one about, you know, what's on there itself. Um, but the interesting thing about TikTok is that there's two different versions of TikTok. There's the American TikTok and then there's the Chinese TikTok. Oh. And in America. I did not know that. Um, in America, they're watching, we're watching um you know, dances and funny prank videos and all kinds of whatever, whatever goes viral. Whereas in China, they're only allowed to watch TikTok from, I don't know, I don't know the exact hours from, you know, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. or something like that. And all of the things in the algorithm that are promoted are meant to be things that create like high achieving citizens. So all of the algorithm is pumping up things like science experiments and athletic performance and, um, you know, acts of kindness and service and things like that. We need some more of that. Yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah. (laughs) Because I like, as you know, it feeds you. I don't know if people know that when you start looking up something, it starts feeding you that stuff. It's whatever what, what is you're it called, interested in. an echo in. chamber? Yeah, it creates an echo chamber. That's right. 
And then that's where. Are you where, on TikTok, Julie? I am not. And that's where it can get particularly um, tricky when it comes to mental health and TikTok, especially. Because if you become uh, encompassed in one of these echo chambers, um, and maybe you, you should explain what an echo chamber is. An echo chamber meaning that you're getting served content, only content that confirms your existing bias. So if I'm somebody who thinks that life is hopeless um, and that it's cool to have depression and I engage with uh, three posts in a row that confirm that bias, then I'm just going to get fed oh, over, and so over and over and over again. Wow. And then it's uh, you end up getting all this kind of content that is glorifying, you know, the depressive state. And I think that. Boy, that's it was huge. I may have mentioned this to you once before on here, but I will never forget, though. I was on TikTok scrolling late into the night and it was like one in the morning. And uh, I, I'm really, you know, getting deep in there and I'm feeling a little down on myself. And then I get served a video from TikTok and it's a woman and she goes, hey, looks like you've been scrolling for uh, quite a while now. Why don't you get up, you know, lock the phone, go get a glass of water and maybe get some sleep. And I was like, Whoa. Wow. damn. Wow. <laughs> I just got told. So <laughs> where does that come from? That is just they they put wild. those that I mean it's like your car when you're driving, you know, mm-hmm. it dings and it says, Maybe you need a cup of coffee. Yeah. And every time it dings, I say, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> wow. Well, I put my phone down and I was like, if this app that makes its money by me being on there is telling me to get off of it, yeah, I think I'm a little too far gone here right now. <laughs> I went right to sleep like so, a chastised child. Yeah, and looked around suffered. and looked around your room like, where is this person? Yeah, right? that is so scary though. That you know that like you said, you know, it's feeding you this stuff, which is it's almost glorifying what you're feeling or thinking or, and that's how do you get out of that? Right. Start looking it's, up puppies or that's I mean, the best way is I have to make a concerted effort to start looking up certain things because one of my favorite things to look up is funny enough is police officer videos. Oh, gosh. And then I'll get a bunch, you know, in one direction of uh, like uh, affirming the police officers. And then you watch one and then you get through yes. down a wormhole of all these yes. F the police type videos. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I need to watch some of these good comments. <laughs> but but people, isn't, isn't it that most people wouldn't realize you do that, start to reprogram your, I mean, is that? For sure. I mean, that's, you're saying that, but do most people, they, they just take it in. They don't you realize. You just take it in. Or, I mean, it's not like I'm some superhero, you know, I'm sure I'm influenced in a million different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have to snap myself out of it and check back in and then be like, oh, okay, no, I want to engage with philosophy or something like that you know so it's interesting yeah it's yeah, super it, is. it really is it's uh it's a new world so we'll see how these uh as we're filming this now the uh, tiktok is in congress and you know getting yeah. uh, you know they're talking about banning it or reforming it or who knows what's going to happen next yeah that but will be interesting something's got to happen yeah and, and it has to happen with meta as well because Z- mark zuckerberg's not off the hook um, but they're talking about that. It'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have to start taking more responsibility yeah. for the content that they're allowing through it's, these channels, mm-hmm. because this younger generation, it, it, it's really going to. I feel like it's going to be a detriment mm-hmm. because I, agree. I feel like kids are not going to be able to think for themselves. It already is a detriment. I mean, it's so uh, this is just 
so out of control. I mean, there are these in the youth, there's always these social contagions. And I remember when I was growing up, it was self mutilation. Oh, gosh. So many young Jeez. girls at my school were all cutting themselves. And it was through it, it's where you blur the line between support group and uh, glorification, where there was this organization called to write love on her arms that was the name of the comp the organization and it was like an anti-suicide anti-self-mutilation group and they had these really cool t-shirts and i found that it was like the girls wanted the t-shirt so they mimicked the behavior so wow. that they could be in with the in crowd and have the problem so that they could get, get, a get the t-shirt wow. and be one of the cool kids you know so it's when you take that idea and then you supercharge it with a algorithm and a, you know, a magical computer that's in your pocket, right. um, it, it becomes pretty tricky. And how do parents check for that stuff, Danny? You're way smarter than... Check for, for what? For the that social... their kids are falling down this rabbit hole. Uh, I mean... Should they check their social media? Guess... Should they have access to it? Can they check it? I guess the best thing that you could do would be to go on your child's social media with them and just spend some time scrolling together and see what kind of stuff they're getting served because oh, the, the content point, yeah. that they are getting served is going to be informed by the content that they've already been getting served. Um, so like, or the content that they've been engaged searching. with searching for. So like if your kid is getting a bunch of things about, I don't know, smoking weed, and they're like, oh, I don't know how that popped up there. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good because a lot of parents don't know that. Yeah, it's not by accident. The stuff, whatever you're looking for is going to come up. Mm -hmm. Which my wife doesn't like when pretty girls show up. On <laughs> Works always. Yeah, it does. Quite interesting. Tells a lot about a person, doesn't it? No, hey, not start... that much, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm going to start looking over people's shoulders yeah. when they're scrolling. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think uh, that's that's what has to happen, though, is you just got to have those conversations and, and engage with it with them and uh, keep yourself informed, you know, yeah. because if you're if your kid is limit their time, limit their time, definitely. And if your kid is, is one of these kids that's on the computer all the time or on their phone all the time and you need to be able to speak that language with them, I think. I agree, yeah, too. Good advice. Gosh, this was so eye opening today. Yeah. For me especially, I don't know, you know, there's so much I don't know about this. And I'm so glad my kids are old and grown up now that I don't have to deal with this because, wow, that is a whole another dimension of parenting. Yeah. And if, if people out there, you know, are behind our door family have ideas and suggestions about this, please post it on our Facebook or our Instagram. I mean, let us know so we can share it more so we can get parents more educated because, I mean, you know, as, as we get older, this stuff becomes newer and newer. Right. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we're in the dark ages already. Just around the corner is the AI revolution, too. I know. So yeah. we'll see what happens next. God, it's like we're living in a science fiction movie. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input. To contact us or any of our guests, please email us at behindourdoor@mail.com. That's behindourdoor@mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us.
We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us. If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at 1-800-950-6264. Until next time, please join us for another conversation behind our door. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.